Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes! Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Hey, what's going on, people? Hope everything's good with you. I'm pretty good myself, thanks for asking. We're going to keep this short. We're going to keep this brief, but we're going to keep it moving. We're not going to play games here today. I got a lot to say, and I'm going to say it in a short amount of time, as short amount of time as humanly possible, and hit on as many subject matters as I possibly can. I hope you enjoy if you do, shout me out. Let me know. Some people have this week. I appreciate you. I do appreciate every time somebody shouts me out. I also answer each and every time. It don't have to be positive. It could be negative. It does not matter to me. Now, the headline for this show is do not get shit twisted. After I say something, what you then understand of what I said is not on me. That is on you. I mean what I say. I say what I mean every single time. If you have been listening to Strange Talk with Doc, very rarely do I apologize for anything that I say. Am I always right? No. But is it my opinion? Yes. Do I stand on my sword every single time? I don't say anything that I don't mean just to get a feeling out of person. That's just not me. So let's get to it. Former NFL linebacker Geno Hayes passed away at the age of 33 years old. Uh, original Mouseketeer and star of The Rifleman, one of the stars, he played the young son on The Rifleman. If you're my age group, we didn't have all this cable. And since we didn't have cable, we watched a lot of shows from the 50s and 60s and stuff like that because they were on. So Johnny Crawford died at the age of 75. And I actually seen The Musketeers too. Mouseketeers, thank you. Olympia Dukakis, who won an Oscar, I believe, for Moonstruck, and she was in Steel Magnolia. Those was like those super movies with women in the 80s, late 80s, early 90s, where they would have Sally Fields, Cher, this, that, and the other one. And I believe Olympia Dukakis, whose cousin was Michael Dukakis, I believe he was the mayor or governor of uh, Massachusetts, she passed away this week at the age of 89. COVID-19 is up to 33 million cases. 583 million, I mean, thousand people have died. We are now up to 244 million and counting people at least one shot vaccinated, partially vaccinated. But the second shot, for some reason, a lot of Americans are not going out to get their second dose of COVID. Now, if you want to hear how I felt after I received my COVID vaccine, I'm not going to repeat that here. Just go back and listen to maybe five minutes of the very last show. And I explain all my side effects, how I felt, what was going through my mind as I received not just the first, but then the second dose, because I'm fully vaccinated. And by this Thursday, I should be fully uh, 
in the system as far as a uh, vaccine is involved, because two weeks after you take it, they say that you're supposed to be fully covered. I'm coming up on two weeks. Now, worldwide, we have to 153 million cases and 3.3 million souls have been lost worldwide to this dreaded, dreaded pandemic, this virus. Now, we down here in North Carolina, I'm in North Carolina, people. I'm a Brooklynite, born and raised, spent most of my life on and off in Brooklyn, but I live in North Carolina. And uh, Elizabeth Town, or Elizabeth Town City, is an abomination. They released this 20 seconds of video footage for the family to view. Then this judge, Jerry Forster, denies the petition from the media, the family, to release the rest of the unredacted video so that the family could see it because he said it's going to impede an ongoing investigation. Now, what they're getting away with there is beyond control. Uh, the media is not coming down on this this city hard as they should. They move people out of HBCUs so that they could house police in there. They are arresting peaceful protesters, peaceful protesters. Nobody is rioting, shooting, looting, and burning in this place. Peaceful. This is. They should be proud that they have a constituency that are there peacefully demonstrating and saying that we are angry, but we're not doing anything violent. There's no Antifa. There's no Black Lives Matter movement. People coming in in droves, destroying businesses. The buildings that are standing will remain standing if this continues. But how long do people take this? They seem to be running under their own kind of leadership. They are bucking the attorney general. They're bucking the governor. They don't give a rat's ass. And it's scary. I've never been to this place. And I nor do I ever want to go to this place. So the Department of Justice said that they now are going to indict Derek Chauvin and the three other officers involved in George Floyd's murder on civil rights charges, which makes it a federal offense. And the other officers are J. Alexander Kuhn, Thomas Lane, and Tao Totao. So now, not only do they have state charges, but they're going to have federal civil rights violation charges. And I hope that they get convicted of not only the state charges, as Chauvin did, but the federal charges so that they will now have to do their terms consecutively. No more concurrently, they will now go from state penitentiary to federal penitentiary or federal penitentiary to state penitentiary, and this will compound the interest as far as time served goes. Also, the McMichaels, you remember the McMichaels, they killed Abadu Aubrey in Georgia, the shooting in the street, the guy running past the pickup truck. And that was Gregory McMichaels and Travis McMichaels. And the dude who claimed he had nothing to do with it, William Roddy Bryan, who filmed it, they have all been charged with federal hate crimes. So now they also have a state trial they have to deal with and a federal trial they have to deal with. I guess everybody's going to be looking for cop-outs. And if I was one of them, I think I would be looking for a cop out to see if I can get my time minimized as far as not serving the rest of my natural life behind bars in a cage. 
but they get what they deserve because they are animals and they treated human beings less than people would treat a dog. So I have no empathy. I have no sympathy. I don't give a fuck about them. So this Carlos Lopez, he goes crazy in L.A. He Five different locations. He goes on a shooting spree and he kills Alex Cabrahaba, Mitsusi Sue. He's 42. Alexis was 24. They shot him dead. Good. I don't understand and never will I ever understand that you're in pain. You are suffering. You do not get help. And your idea or answer to the question of your pain and suffering is to go out and inflict more pain and suffering on strangers and their families and the people who love them. It does not make sense. And then you just lead yourself on a suicide mission. You know, reach out to somebody. If you feel like you want to hurt a total stranger for no reason, and I don't think that anybody's listening to Strange Talk with Doc is feeling that vibe. But if you are ever feeling that vibe, reach out to somebody, man. I don't care who it is. Let them know how you're feeling. It's better to be held in holding than to be held in prison. Now this, you know, that man's family's, uh, Lopez's family, they have an abomination in their bloodline. Now, how do they go about their lives when their cousin, father, or uncle is now a murderer who went on a shooting spree for no apparent reason? You know, I don't usually get into stuff like this, but I'm going to talk briefly about Mr. Noel Clark. He's a British actor. I enjoy his films. He seems to have a rash of uh, these like uh, Deshaun Watson type cases coming out against him. And so it's stopping production on stuff that I enjoy that he does. He kind of introduced me to the British UK uh, hood movie, quote unquote, scene by doing stuff like adulthood and brotherhood and things of that nature. Uh, he was also in Bulletproof which I enjoy very much and has been released here in America on, uh, I believe, the CW. Uh, I see nothing but bright things for this young man. I see nothing but bright things. But uh, you know what? We have to be able to control ourselves. We have to be able to control ourselves. We have to be able to control the situations around us to a certain degree. My thing is this. Even if he is not guilty of everything, you don't even want to leave yourself in the position that you can be thought of as this type of individual. It should be where somebody hears something about you that doesn't make sense that 900 people will stand up for you and say, that is not that person. You know, that is just not the vibe that I've ever gotten from that person. And, and you know what? It'll help you out in the long run. Now, I didn't watch last night's Godfather of Harlem, but I watched Godfather of Harlem from last week. And it had to be the worst episode in the whole series so far. The Jelante uh, Bumpy Johnson fight at the end of the episode was ridiculous. Uh, the fact that Malcolm X is now taking advice from women who are speaking up when they shouldn't be speaking up, and we know the Nation of Islam, that's not what's really going on there. Uh, the fact that Bumpy's, I mean, it was just a badly... There have been some badly written episodes during COVID, and I'm hoping that last night episode was a bounce back. I'm not giving up on the series. I enjoy The Godfather of Harlem. 
I believe that Forrest Whitaker is a supreme actor and I enjoy his work. But bad writing is bad writing, people. I watched The Good Doctor and Sean and Leah's Baby. I don't know if that was the season ending episode, but the episode was about children and newborns. And it was a very big shock at the end of the episode. So I say if you're not into it, watch it. Give this episode a chance. It was pretty good. And I actually have to admit, I enjoyed an episode of 911. I know I've been coming down on 911 hardcore style for a while, but they dealt with foster care, they dealt with suicide, and I thought it was a very good show. I watched The Young Rock, and The Young Rock was about him at the U playing football and how he wanted to be great, but there were better players than him. And so that was a very good episode. And Bob Hart's Abishola. I am not Nigerian. I don't know a lot of Nigerians. I wish a Nigerian would reach out to me, somebody who's Nigerian, to reach out to me. Because I want to know, one, do they feel that Nigerians are getting a fair shake on Bob Hart's Abishola? Because they come off as hard asses. They come off as insensitive. They come off as lacking empathy. They come off as their way or the highway. And I want to know if there's any truth to any of this. And if you're Nigerian, please reach out to me and let me know what you think. Or are you like this? Did you come from a family like this? It's no right. There's no wrong. I just need to question that if I can. I watched a movie called The Kitchen with uh, Molly from Mike and Molly, uh, Melissa McCarthy, and Tiffany Haddish. It was about the wives of thugs from Hell's Kitchen, hence the name The Kitchen. Back in, I would say, this has to be the late 70s, early 80s, and how they got involved with being gangsters themselves. Not bad. Not bad movie. I, I pretty much enjoyed it. Nobody. The film, nobody. With uh, Better Call Sal and uh, Breaking Bad, Bob Oberdink, I believe his name is, was the action in this was a throwback to John Woo movies. This was like the raid. This was on par with some of the most action and killing that I've ever seen in a Hollywood movie in America. Usually Hollywood movies in America, we don't have this level of killings. I enjoyed it. When they got more rolling, this thing rolled. So this is, uh, I wish this was released in major theaters because they deserve to make hundreds of millions of dollars off this. I look forward to a nobody too. Please make sure that happens, people. I watched also Without Remorse with Michael B. Jordan. It was okay. You could see they set this movie up that there would be a part two. So if you're watching this movie before the credits end, do not turn it off. Watch through the credits. There's an Easter egg in the credits that you need to see. Do not, if you have it on tape, go back and watch the credits so that you can see what happens. I cannot give that away to you. I will not do that to you. That's on you to see yourself. Pose returned last night. Pose about the ballroom scene, transvestites, uh, transgender people in New York, the, you know, the ballroom clubs. It returned with two episodes. I'm looking forward to seeing that later today. The Equalize after little break, Family Guy after little break, all returned. So I have brand new episodes of all three shows. Plus I have the uh, 
Godfather of Harlem that I'll get into. Now, this weekend on Saturday Night Live, after almost a month of being away, they returned with Elon Musk and Miley Cyrus. I don't really agree with Elon Musk being the host because Elon Musk is a, really a businessman. And other than Donald Trump, there really haven't been any businessmen who have been the host. Now, Donald Trump also, you could see at the time, had a reality TV show. So you can kind of understand at least he was a television personality. But you shouldn't be able to just buy anything. And as far as I'm concerned, Eli Mutz is just buying his way on as a host. Who's going to be next? Jeff Bezos, uh, Mark Zuckerberg. And it doesn't make sense. This weekend, I went to the Dixie Gun and Knife Show. Now, I like guns. I enjoy going to gun shows. I'm not a member of the NRA, nor do I need to be a member of the NRA. What are the NRA doing for me? Do I need that decal to stick on something? Hell no. They are not mutually exclusive to like guns and like the NRA. I don't want to get into their politics. So I have my own politics that might not coincide with everything they do, but I leave it alone. It was a very good gun show. There was plenty of guns there. So if you're worried about going to a gun show and you think they're empty, at least in Raleigh, North Carolina, the show had massive amount of weaponry. Automatic rifles, small pistols, large pistols, they had it all. Now, the bullets are still going for about a buck around. That has not changed I don't care where you are, it seems to be that's what it is. And as long as people will pay, those prices will remain. We pump up the market by giving more than they're worth. Well, some of the guns overpriced, sure, but that's the thing of being at a gun show. Maybe you live too far away from a gun store or gun shop and you don't want to go to one. So you say, okay, I'll go to the gun show. It's only $9 to get in. And next time, because the line was tremendous, I am talking about it went completely around the state fairground, this line. Next time I will buy my ticket online, have it on my phone. This way I could just go to the front of the line and walk straight in. But it moved fast. I have no complaints. I'm going to give a big thumbs up to the Dixie Gun and Knife Show. And I will be going to the very next one. But I also found out a valuable lesson. You live and you learn, people. I thought that my permit, my license, would allow me to buy. I have a Virginia gun license. I thought that, that would allow me to buy guns in North Carolina. But that is not true. What it does is allow me to buy long rifles. But I still need a permit from the state of North Carolina Plus, my driver's license, I don't even have to show my carry license. Now, I can carry in the state. I can carry in over 40 states. No problem. I just can't buy. To, you only can buy without a permit in the state that you get your license from. But that was a lesson learned. Now, Joe Rogan made a really asinine, asinine comment this week. You know, you don't need to worry about getting the COVID vaccine. Why would you tell people that? Why would you tell impressionable young people? What about just saying it's your decision? You make up your mind of what you want to do. Now, if you're a fucking follower, if you're a follower, then you get what you get in this life. Because anybody can lead you like a lemon off the top of a cliff. And that shit's on you. 
Don't be a fucking moron. Use your head. Make your decisions. Answer when you have got your days done. When questions are asked for you, you can't give somebody else's answer. You got to give an account of yourself. Be able to give a proper account of yourself. And the only way to do that is to not be a leader, a follower. You must be a leader. You must have ground, solid ground. You cannot stand in quicksand. You must be able to say, this was a decision I made. And the reason why was A, B, and C. Not because Joe Rogan, not because fucking Pillow Man told me, not because Trump said it, not because Biden said it or Obama said it or LeBron James said it. You must be able to stand solidly on some ground of your own. You want to raise children that can't think because you can't think? Then start working on thinking. Start working on thinking. And I'm glad that Joe had to respect enough for himself, his family, to mention that he is a fucking moron and that he's not a respected source of information when it comes to this. We are taking the word of people who are not scientists and doctors over scientists and doctors. This is their profession. You know what? If I went to an IT, I had a computer problem, and it's my opinion or the IT tech's opinion about what should be going on in my computer, I'm listening to the fucking IT. I am not doing surgery on myself when I'm talking to a surgeon. I let people do their job just like I needed people to allow me to do my job. It was what I was trained to do. It's what I knew how to do, and I felt I did it better than anybody else. So you have to be able to give the respect back to other people that you would want yourself. That's a part of the problem. Nobody wants to respect anybody else's gangster. You think people think that they're more gangster than everybody else and everything. We are know-it-alls. We're not know-it-alls. This is strange talk with Doc. I am Doc. I am not a fucking know-it-all. There's a lot of stuff that I learn as I go. I am not so arrogant, narcissistic. That I can't say that there are not things that I don't know, because that means if I learned everything, all my days are wasted from here on out. I need my days to be valuable. I need my days to matter. And for me to matter is for me to learn, is for me to grow, to, to gather new and different information each and every day of my existence. And that is food for my soul. When I learn something, that's food for my soul. It might not mean shit to you, but it means everything to me. You know, so we had the UFC card this weekend. Dominic Reyes fought uh, Jerry, Jerry, Pavaskis, and Pavaskis hit him with a spinning elbow that was awesome. I mean, that was a hell of a two-round fight. There was blood, there was guts, there was kicks, there was punches, there was everything all rolled up in two rounds, and I really appreciate both of these young men for putting it down and making this an enjoyable fight. Cub Swanson fought Giga Chizata. And I'm ready for Cub to basically kind of uh, put up the gloves. I like Cub Swanson. I've always enjoyed Cub Swanson. But I didn't like to see him get taken out like this. And, uh, I mean, he got caught. And what could you say? Eon Kudalabra 
Fort Dustin Jacoby. And Kudalaba always has, goes in there with that Mike Tyson animalistic type behavior. And then this was an entertaining fight, and it ended in a draw. Uh, he seems to gas out. He's so muscular. He's so thickly built and muscular. He does not seem to be able to maintain the same ferocity that he has in the first round and the third round. And I guess that's on his condition and coaching. He can work that out. Ronda Marcos fought uh, Ludiana Pinera. And in the first round, Ronda Marcos did an upkick, an illegal upkick, because Ludiana, both her knees were on the ground. And this kind of knocked her out. And, you know, there's been controversy where she uh, hamming it up a little bit to make sure that she got the victory. I felt bad for Ronda, and I felt bad for the other young lady. I mean, Ronda is not a dirty fighter. She's a tough fighter. You know, I mean, I hate the red hair and everything, but I do respect that she goes out there and she gives it her best. She doesn't have the best record. She's like 10 and 12, but you know that you're in a fight when you fight her. I mean, so overall, I'm going to say this was not a bad UFC card. It, it had a lot of different things going on, and I appreciate it. And the UFC is going to be on this weekend on ESPN. It was supposed to be Corey Sanhagen versus TJ Dillashaw, but TJ Dillashaw got a bad cut above his eyelid, and so he's been taken out. And I don't even know what's, who's the replacement if that card, if they move this back or not. That's on you to research. I really don't know. And Diego Sanchez was all supposed to fight Donald Cerrone, Cowboy Cerrone, but he's also been pulled from this card. They said that he wouldn't release a medical record. So the the main event and the co-main cool event have been both scratched as of today. But we see how that goes. But I'll let you know some other people who will be on this card. We're gonna have Maurice Green is fighting on this card, Julia Pena is fighting on this card. Ben Rockwell is fighting Felipe Lins. Roxanne Mataferia is fighting on this card. So there are some named people that you would know. And if you don't know them, you would recognize them by face. And I'm hoping that they can replace the main event and the co-main event with something good that's entertaining, something that the people would want to see. Now, before I leave the USC, I just want to say something that was weird. Last week, they fought in Florida in front of basically a full house. This week, they were back in the annex. It was kind of weird to go from a crowd to empty again. I thought that they were going to find locations to make sure that the people could see and be live. It actually helps fighters with the adrenaline, the rush, the noise when you're doing something good, hearing the cheers or being motivated by the booze. But we shall see. And not only did uh, Diego Sanchez get scratched from the car because of the medical thing. He has now been released from the UFC. He is no longer a UFC fighter. And I really wish Diego the best in his future endeavors. And I hope that he stops fighting. I have not liked the way he has looked over the last couple of years. He's been blood and guts when this guy used to have technical skills. Now it's all toughness and, and, and bravado. And I, I really wish that he would go. Well, for you golf fans, we're going to have the Wells Fargo Championship, and I'm just going to leave it at that and move on. Just letting you know, Wells Fargo Championship starts Thursday through Sunday, PGA event. I'm sure FedEx points are on the table. And my Cowboys retired, finally, Sean Lee, after 11 years. He was a good football player, but he was often injured, and it's time for him to retire. 
So Trevor Lawrence is the first pick in the NFL draft, and it made sense. It was no shock. Uh, there were a couple of quarterbacks that fell down in the draft. Uh, Justin Fields, who I thought the Jets should have took, but they were excited about this kid Wilson from uh, BYU. So good luck with the Jets, but the Jets never seem to do the right thing, so we shall see. Now let's talk some NBA. I'm going to give a close-up, and I'm out of here, people. Tonight, we got the Spurs versus the Jazz. We got the Nuggets versus the Lakers. I thought I heard a report that LeBron James' ankle might be tweaked again, but don't hold me to that. I don't like the spread rumors. I don't like any window or gossip, but I thought I seen that, but I have not confirmed that uh, as I speak this minute. Tomorrow, we got the Nets versus the Bucks. They played Sunday. The Bucks won, and now it's, I guess, you know, they want the teams to not move around so much, so it makes sense that they're going to play another game. You also have the Mavericks versus the Heat. Wednesday, you got the Knicks playing the Nuggets, the surprise Knicks. The Knicks have been, them and the Suns have been the surprise teams to me in the NBA as far as up. There have been surprise teams that went backwards, but as far as improving, the Knicks and the Suns have been the two most improved teams in the NBA. My Spurs then repeat their game with the Jazz. And every game counts right now for the Spurs if they have any hope of making the playoffs. The Nets are going to play the Mavs. That should be good. The Lakers versus the Clippers Thursday. Friday, we got the Nuggets versus the Jazz. The Lakers versus the Trailblazers. Saturday, we got the Nuggets versus the Nets. The Spurs versus the Trailblazers. And then Sunday, you got the Heat versus the Celtics, the Knicks versus the Clippers, and those other surprising Phoenix Suns versus the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, check with your ESPN, Google, or whatever sports thing, Fox and sports you like, to see what the deal is with LeBron. If something is going on and he's going to miss time, I'll talk about him again next week. But Remember this, man. This is what you, I'm not telling you what to do. I never can tell you what to do. I don't even know you, per se. But you should not ever worry about if somebody twists your words. Because, you know, what you say and how it's understood are not going to always coincide or line up or meet each other anywhere in the vicinity that they should. But if you are certain about what you say, if you are certain about what you mean, your intentions, that's all you can do. The ears that hear and the ears that decipher are not your ears, but the mouth that speaketh is your mouth. The tongue that goes through your jaw that formulate that word, those are on you. What you say matters. How you say it matters. But being interpreted, you can't speak it and then interpret it for the next person. I'm going to tell you people, like I always tell you, peace to you and peace to yours. And I hope that you have a fantastic week. If you want to reach out to me, do so. I don't request anything. I don't request likes, shares, comments, or anything. But if you feel free to do so, the door is always open. Once again, peace to you and peace to yours.